Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Dad Hagen was, um, I believe it was at Winter Bible Seminar, his last one in 2003. He began, he sat on the platform and began to prophesy. And one of the things that he said, he said, uh, we pride ourselves on being faith people. And that's a good thing that we're faith people. And he said, but we have to remember, we're also spirit people. So these words are significant at his exit time to help us stay on course that what we're going to hold to and remember when he wasn't here to keep speaking into the direction that we're taking. So my husband and I, we paid attention. What was he saying when he exited? Because we're going to pick that up and go further. We're not going to look for something new. We're just going to stay on the flow that of the message that God was promoting. And uh, we'll see how tonight comes out. Will you go with me on this trip? Yeah. You believe with me for utterance? Right. Acts chapter six, turn with me if you would, because I want you to see word and spirit did not begin with this generation. This phrase didn't begin with dad Hagen. Uh, Acts chapter six and verse one, and if you'll bear with me, we'll get to where I'm going, but we'll take a few rabbit trails along the way. Acts chapter six and verse one, it reads, and in those days, when the number of the disciples, disciples was multiplied. So what's going on? It's increasing. And not just addition, multiplication. Uh, accelerated increase. In those days, what days when the multiplication is taking place? There arose a murmuring. What's that, what's that mean? Strife comes, a device. The enemy at the time of increase is always looking for a way to shut increase down. And we see his, one of his number one strategies is get strife in place. So he says, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Uh, strife is an increase killer. Yes, yes. In your own home, yeah. in your own finances, in a local church, yeah. strife brings the end of increase. I've told in our church of 25 years of pastoring, I, I would say to our, our couples, our married couples, before you get in strife one another, with one another in your home, ask yourself this, do I have enough money to fund this? Because when you get in strife, the increase is cut off. Not from God, but strife shuts it down. And I guarantee you, I don't care how much money you got, no one has enough to fund strife. No one. Amen. And we see that in this verse, we see that there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews. So what is it? This strife is of a racial nature. One against another. How many of you know this is old strategy? Same old strategy the enemy uses today. Same one the world promotes because that's the way they get their attention. Never fall into the strategy of strife through racial issues. 
That's a strategy to distract the church from the greatness of the plan that we're hooked up to. And all of that should not describe us because we are one body, one in Christ. I want, and I'll just read this to you. You might want to take a note. Galatians chapter three, verse 26 says, for we, for ye are all the children of God. He's not talking about humans, but all believers. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So when we come into oneness, we come into ownership. Amen. Amen. So I want you to see this, is that we are in Christ. This is where all outward natural distinctions disappear. They don't matter anymore in the body of Christ. It's carnal to measure distinctions. Amen. Because we are in Christ. I so appreciate one leading minister has a well-known television ministry. And years ago, when one of the uh, other nationally known ministries fail in the eyes of the public and the, you know, they, the media made a big, big deal out of it. The media called this one leading pastor and said, we would like your comment on what's happened to this ministry. And I love what this pastor said. He said, that's family business. And he hung up. We're family. And I'm not against my family. Not against my family. Because we see this is the strife that the devil tries to bring to shut down multiplication and increase in the body of Christ, in the, in the move of God. Verse two, then the 12 called the multitude of the disciples unto them. So notice they recognize there's something trying to start up that's trying to get out of place here. And they said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. When things tried to get out of order, the apostles addressed it immediately. They didn't just see what would happen. They didn't let things play out. This is called being in front of things. We're not the cleanup crew in the body of Christ. We're the head and not the tail. That means that devil's not just working and we run around and clean up the messes he makes. If we'll follow the Holy Ghost and walk in the light of the word, we'll get in front of situations. In 25 years of pastoring, we never had a church split. We never had a threat of a church split. Why? Because the Holy Ghost kept us in front of situations. And when I would see something try to get unsettled, I dealt with it. I didn't pray, oh God, do something about it. He did do something about it. He gave him a pastor. He expected the pastor, me, to stand up and hold things in place. This is what we see the apostles doing. When things are trying to get out of order, they step up to put things back into place. They weren't saying they were beneath serving tables. They were saying we can't serve tables and fulfill what our role is. Everyone has a part to play. I said everyone has a part to play. And what an honor to get to do anything. In God's, in God's family. Amen. Honor. To be in church services and to serve is the highlight of my life. It's the highlight of my week. I don't schedule my life and fit church in. 
I schedule church and anything else that can fit in will fit in. There's a divine order. Verse three, here they come up with a Holy Ghost solution to this. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men, number one of honest report, number two, full of the Holy Ghost, number three, full of wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Notice this, you need to be full of the Holy Ghost, have an honest report, be full of wisdom to conduct God's business. Why? Because natural human ability will not fulfill divine plans. You have to have divine ability. Be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Verse four. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and full of of the Holy Ghost. And then it goes on and lists the other six that were chosen. Verse six says, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. Why did they lay their hands on them? All they're doing is distributing food daily. The daily necessities of the church family. Why? Because having their hands laid on from the apostles, something of the apostle spirit is going to be imparted. The same intent, the same heart, the same motive. They're not, they're not going to be serving, trying to get, get something for themselves. They have the apostles heart of what God put in them for the vision of that church. Amen. And so we see that they weren't, these men were not inserting their own vision. They wanted to carry out what, what first resided in the apostles because God gives the vision to the leadership. And then those under it take on that vision. We don't bring our vision and try to get the pastor to insert our vision into his. We're, we're here to hear what God said to our man of God and say, that's my direction. Now look at verse seven, look at this. And the word of God increased. Ah, it, it picked up where it had left off. Now increase can come back into play. Why? Because they brought in a Holy Ghost solution to the problem. And it says, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. Do you know the multiplication depended on the peace of that local congregation? The unity of that local congregation affected how far that word would go in that city? It matters that we only stand in agreement with our pastor. We stand in agreement with our church family because anything else is going to hinder the effect of the word outside this building. Verse 8, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Notice Stephen is not one of the apostles. He's not a preacher. He's a layman that's been appointed to help with the daily duties and responsibilities of that church family. But notice, he's full of something. He's full of faith and he's full of power. In verse five, it says that he was full of of power, that he was full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost. To be full of the Holy Ghost, it means the same thing as to be full of power. If you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're full of power. 
How many of you are filled with the Holy Ghost in this place? With the evidence of speaking in tongues, you're full of power. Amen. The other six men that were chosen alongside with Stephen, they had to meet the same three qualifications. Honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, full of wisdom. So the other six men were also full of the Holy Ghost. But we don't have any record that there were any miracles through them. They're full of the Holy Ghost, but there's not manifestations of the power that they're full of. What we don't want to do is be carriers of this power and nothing's showing up. Nothing's coming into manifestation. Nothing is being worked. Because there is the danger that you can be full of the Holy Ghost and nothing else comes of that. Yeah. What was the difference? It does not record about the other six men that they were full of faith. It records that about Stephen. He was full of faith and full of power. Full of the Holy Ghost. When you mix faith into the power that you're full of, you get a divine explosion called miracles, manifestations, wonders. Amen. Have you ever seen a movie or a show and there's some uh, really uh, interesting character down in the basement mixing chemicals? <laughs> and he, he's experimenting down there. And he mixes something that he doesn't realize what it will get him. And it blows up things down there. Why? Because certain things were mixed together. The power of God requires something to be mixed with it for it to come into manifestation. It's called faith. It's called faith. Um, I'm not much of a cook on purpose. I can do little stuff, you know, stuff to survive. Um, several years ago, I saw something that even was a temptation to me. And that was a jug, you know, like a, a milk carton, you know, a plastic carton with a handle, a gallon milk carton. But this had pancake mix in it. And all you did, you didn't have to mix anything. All you did was hold it under the faucet and add like a cup or something of water. And then you shake it. There's your pancake mix. I go, I could do that. I would be a conqueror at that. <laughs> but it tells you what to add. You add the wrong thing, you don't get the right outcome. You can't add worry to the power of God and get miracles. You can't add fear to the power of God and get miracles. You can't add strife to the power of God and have a, a manifestation of what God has. You have to add specifically what's instructed. Stephen was full of faith, full of power. The power that's on the inside of you is waiting for your faith to show up. Amen. To mix that faith into that power. So much of the time, people are praying for God to send the power, and he's waiting for them to mix something with the power. Amen. Their faith. I said their faith. Hallelujah. It's faith that brings that power into manifestation so that oh, something is worked. Uh, power is what we have, but faith is what we do. Amen. Now you get that. Yeah. Power is what we have, yeah. Yeah. 
but faith is what we do. If we don't do something, the power that we have won't come into effect. We have to do something. Faith is an act. Faith says something. Faith acts on what God directs it to do. Amen. When we act our doing with the power that we have, things begin to come into manifestation. So we can have power and nothing be accomplished. Stephen was full of faith. How did he get full of faith? Well, what's the word say? Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Can't we say that Stephen was full of the word of God? He's full of the word. He was a man of the word. And we know he's full of the Holy Ghost. So we can say this. Stephen was a man full of the word and full of the spirit. He was a word and spirit man. We're not the beginners of this thing. <laughs> Some people have slipped away from what was begun. Amen. That's why wonders and miracles came about because of being a word and spirit man. Now go with me to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Paul is writing and he says this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And then it goes on and lists other verses. But I want you to see this wording in verse 10. Be strong in the Lord. Well, people are saying, well, I'm trying to be strong. You're not being strong in you. Strong in him. I said strong in him. Well, what does it mean to be strong in the Lord? Well, how many of you know the Lord and his word are one? If you're going to be strong in the Lord, you have to be strong in his word because the Lord and the word are one. So to be strong in the Lord means to be strong in the, in the word. And then it says, and be strong in the power of his might. What's the power of his might? The Holy Ghost. So we could say it this way, be strong in the word and be strong in the Holy Ghost or be full of the word and be full of the Holy Ghost. Now you can stand against the wiles of the devil. Many times people are trying to stand their ground on empty. And then they wonder why they're swayed. Uh, if you have trees, pots, potted plants or potted trees, um, once they're, I mean, if they're large enough, once that pot is full, very difficult to move. But if that pot stays empty, any old wind can come along and blow it around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The safety is in fullness. Yeah. The risk is in not being full. Yeah. It's risky to live this life on less than full. I said there's risk to it. Why? Because winds can come and blow you around at their whim. What's the Bible talk about? Winds of doctrines. It doesn't even say wrong doctrines, just winds of doctrines that aren't to be emphasized, that aren't the message that God is bringing. And people get excited about a wind. And it, you know what happens to a wind? It just blows on through. And you don't want to go with it. You want to be anchored, full of the word full of the spirit so that the whims that come up, not just winds, the whims that come up don't take you off course. 
Now go with me to Ephesians chapter 5 in verse 15. I'm going to read first out of the King James translation. Ephesians 5 in verse 15. It reads, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, what the will of the Lord is. Notice this. What does the Bible call unwise? Not understanding what his will is for your life. That's unwise. Look at this, verse 18. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess. You start playing around with things that are addictive, and it won't leave you where it found it. It will where it found you. It will carry you to excess even if you didn't intend to go there. Even if you thought you could handle it. The, the thing about the thing that's wrong for the believer to deal with things that have an addictive ability is because it costs Jesus everything to set you free. And it's wrong to uh, to uh, willingly engage in things that take us again into bondage and make slaves out of us. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess. Look at this. But be filled with the Spirit. And we could say this, wherein there is no excess. There's no lid to how much. There's no ceiling to how much fullness of the Spirit your life can flow with. And as Dad Hagen taught us that this phrase, really the original reads, be being filled, denoting an ongoing continual flow. It's not maintaining yesterday's fullness. It's not getting full yesterday and trying to hang on to that. It's a fresh infilling every day. That's what be being filled is. God said to me years ago, start every day in the spirit. And then keep your heart turned toward me all day long. And then he said to me, he said, you would see someone who seemingly falls into sin, succumbs to sin. And he said, onlookers would see that situation and say, sin took them out. And he said, sin doesn't take my children out. Their failure to start their day with me took them out and they were weakened. They weren't strengthened to stand their ground in the face of sin. It wasn't sin that took them out. It was not being full not being full. I said it's not being full. Um, you remember Gideon's army? What was it? Started with 32,000. Is that right? 32,000. God said you got too many. They're dealing with enemy armies that were much larger and God starts whittling down. He says, anybody fearful, send them home. Why? Because you can't win with fear. I don't care what your numbers are. Anyone with fear is going to be a point of loss for, for them. So the first thing, the first criteria was if you got fear, send them home. The next one was take them down to the water. See how they drink. Now you get this? How they drank determined if they could keep going or not. How we drink yeah. 
is going to affect whether or not we can be taken further into some things or whether we get sent home, so to speak. I don't know about you. I want to fulfill all that God offers me, but we can't lay hold of it on less than full. So here in Ephesians, he says, be being filled. I'm going to read out of the Amplified Classic, verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. God does not give his children suggestions. He gives us commands. We are under his command. Amen. We are in his army. We are soldiers. We are soldiers. Soldiers act on commands. So when he says be being filled, that's not an option. That's not a suggestion. That's a command. Why? To move forward. To move forward. Now, Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. And it says this, and Jesus, Luke chapter 4, verse 1. And Jesus being full. Jesus being full. The Son of God, sent from heaven, born of virgin birth, needed fullness. If he needed fullness to accomplish what he was born for, what do you think, what demand do you think that puts on us to accomplish what we are born for? And Jesus being full, of the Holy Ghost. Couldn't we say this? Full of power. Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. I want you to follow along with me in this verse and let's drop a few words and read it this way. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost was led by the Spirit. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost was led by the Spirit. It's easier to know the leading when you're full. It's easier to know how he's directing you when you're full. Many times people are praying for leading. They're just praying, oh God, I need clarity. I need to know what to do. Fill up. Fill up in the fullness, your answer and the clarity will overflow. Amen. Then you won't be living by trial and error. You won't be going down this road and realize, oh, that's the wrong road. Bump your head against a wall. Back up, go another way. We don't have time to waste in this accelerated era. We have to live accurately, as, it, as we're told in Ephesians. How are we going to live accurately? The only way is we have to be full so that we can recognize how he's leading us. In the, in the fullness, the leading is clear. In the fullness. So many people are trying to pray, oh, God, lead me, oh, God, lead me, and he's waiting for you to fill up. Get full of the word, get full of the spirit and your answer will overflow in that place of fullness. Hallelujah. 
Now go down with me, Luke chapter four, we're still there, but I want us to look at verse 13. It says, and when the devil had ended all the temptation, because Jesus was there for 40 days, 40 nights, being tempted all the while, he went into that, that season of temptation full, right? Jesus being full was led of the spirit into the wilderness. Look at verse 13. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. Notice this, that season of temptation did not empty him out. It did not subtract and him come out just weak and barely making it. He went in full and he came out full. That's the way every situation we face, we should face it full. We, we're not going in to see who wins. We're going in to, to demonstrate our mastery. Jesus has made Satan our servant, our slave. We are his master. And we're to demonstrate mastery. And the way to demonstrate mastery is from a place of fullness. When you're empty, any old thing can fill you. Worry can get in, yeah. doubt can get in, all kinds of things can yeah. get in, but when you're full, there's not room for anything else that's yeah. offered you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Praise the Lord. And so in verse 14, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. Look at this. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. Now, Jesus went in full, he came out full. What's this, what, what do we know? He's a man of the word, a man. He was the word made flesh, and he also was full. Word and spirit. I said word and spirit. And it says, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. The fame of him was spread because all the world is drawn to a full man. Why do you think that rock stars draw such big crowds? They're full of something. They're full of rebellion. They're full of carnal things, full of natural things. And all the world is drawn to fullness, even the wrong fullness. But I tell you what, when we're full of the word and the spirit, there's going to be a demonstration of that power. And it will draw. It's not about the fame of the person. It's about the fame of the power and what's worked with that power, that God will work it. Listen, God anoints men. The woman with the issue of blood was touching the mantle. When she reached to touch the hem of his garment, she wasn't trying to touch the man. God won't honor us touching the man. We're touching what's on him. We're touching what's in him. He doesn't honor us just going after the man, but what we're, what we're carriers of is what the people need. It was the fame of what Jesus carried. Amen. Hallelujah. It's by living full that there went a fame of what he carried and offered the world. You live full, you have an effect on this earth. Empty people don't change anything about the earth. They just get drawn into the flow of the world. But full people set their own flows. They don't step into the flows that are around them. 
Listen, it is our privilege to get to live full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Stand with me to your feet tonight. Father, we are so grateful. What you've made ours, we take it. How many of you know fullness is up to us? Our fullness is up to us. I said our fullness is up to us. Where's Tony? Where's Tony? Okay. Hallelujah. Let's just raise your hand. Let's raise up our hands. Let's thank God. Let's worship him together. We worship you, Father. We're so grateful. We're so grateful to see the flow, the life that you offer us. This new creature in Christ that we are, that you offer this new creature a flow. We take that flow, the word and the spirit. We thank you for it, Father. We glorify you. We magnify you. Just lift up your hands and worship him. Let's sing something if you would. Hallelujah. Just go ahead with Alan. Hallelujah. We worship you, Father.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're here tonight, there's heart problems. Come up here and we'll minister to you. Any kind of heart condition, high blood pressure, anything, valves, something, anything to do with the heart, come up here and we'll minister to you. Praise the Lord. Congregation, will you join your faith with these people? Amen. It matters to us that they receive what they need. I said it matters to us that they receive what they need. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That healing power is in manifestation tonight. I said that healing power is in manifestation tonight. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We glorify you. And I know this about God. Some of you, he will, something will be repaired. Sometimes he'll replace something. Amen. You may feel something working in your body. And uh, there's angels that will bring spare body parts. Amen. Whatever you need, God will do for you. Amen. The power of God is present here. And it's going to be ministered waiting for your faith to say, I take it. Amen. All you have to do is receive it. You know how you receive it? With words that come from your heart. I receive it. It's not a struggle. It's just a receiving. Amen. Hallelujah. Say this with me, those of you that are up here. Say, when hands are laid on me, the healing power of God will go into my body. It will drive out pain and symptoms, sickness and disease, and I shall be whole. Amen. Congregation, reach your hands out to these. Release your faith. Join your faith with theirs. Father, we thank you. We thank you for healing us. There it goes in. There goes that anointing in you, love. That heart be whole. Say this with me. Say, I receive that healing power. It's working in me right now. Hallelujah. There it goes in. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. For her? Yeah, for you. We thank you, Father, uh, for wholeness. Every bit of that leave her be whole in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everyone step up to this step for me. Would you just step a little closer? Yeah, that's perfect. Thank you. That heart be, oh, there it goes, love. That heart be whole in Jesus' name. That heart be whole. There it goes in love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That heart be whole in Jesus' name. That heart be whole in, there it goes in love. Take it all. Take it all. Ah, there you go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, there it That heart be whole in Jesus' name. I just want to thank you. That heart be whole. Ah, there it goes, love. That heart be whole in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. That heart be whole. Just say thank you, Jesus for healing right now. I receive it. 
I received that anointing. In there it goes in. There it went in. We thank you for it, Father. That heart be whole in Jesus' name. There it goes in, love. There it goes in. Hallelujah. from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for it. Behold, in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, he wants you whole. Yeah. 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 We never have to talk him into doing what he longs to do. I said we never have to talk him into doing what he longs to do. He just longs for us to receive. Hallelujah. 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 That heart be whole. There that anointing goes in. That heart be whole in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Father. You'll hand me that microphone under my chair right there, Pastor Debbie. Hallelujah. Thank you. Uh, Brother Terry Mize, Sister Renee, you got something by the word of knowledge about healing? Whatever you have in your heart, either one of you. Either one of you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Healing is always Come the children's bread. Yeah. And if God's going to do something in the earth, he wants to do it in the church. And keep the body of Christ healthy yeah. Yeah. and strong yeah. and not defeated and weak. And if you're not strong in your body, you can't take the power yeah. somewhere that it needs to go. That's right. And I'm telling you, if you have anything in your body tonight that is trying to stop the flow here. of the power of God through your life yeah. in some way where you can influence somebody for the gospel... Don't you let that hangnail stop you from doing something for the kingdom of God. Don't pet that thing. Don't pet that rash. Don't pet that soreness. I'm Come telling on. you, the, the, the way the body wants to do is it wants to do its own thing and get yeah. weak. Yeah. And it wants to get weaker every day. And, and then you start, when you sit down and you try to stand up, you go, uh, you know, and you start making <laughs> all these here. goofy noises. And <laughs> I call them aging noises, you know. And you just start doing things that are just ridiculous that you wouldn't have done five years ago. Yeah. And you start giving in to the weakness of the flesh. I'm telling you, stop it. Come on. Stop it. Don't let the weakness of the flesh, even in the aging process. Yes. It's, everybody says, well, I'm just getting old. Well, I'm talking about my body is aging, but I'm not getting old. Hello? I'm not getting old, and I'm not going to give in to that foolishness. I'm fighting back with everything yeah. that I have in me, yeah. not by pride, not because of something that has to do with who I am in the natural. Mm -hmm. I mean, Terry and I talk about this all the time. We're not getting older. We're getting better. We're getting stronger. We're going to do things by the power of God that we've never even expected. You know, Isaiah 64, yes. verse 4, I think it's verse 3. It says, Lord... You did things we didn't even expect. 
<laughs> and I'm just so grateful. Terry and I are expecting God to do things in us. Everybody say, in me. In me. God's going to do things in me. God's going to do things in, in my me. body, in my, my soul, in my yes. spirit that I didn't even expect. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I found this out about God. He'll let you have everything you're okay with. And if you'll decide I'm not okay with it, he'll back you up. His power will back you up. I said his power will back you up. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's worship him. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, we glorify you. We magnify you. We give you thanks. You're such a wonderful healer. You're such a wonderful healer. Right here, right here, right above the collarbone, right in this area, there's healing going on. Somebody, there was a growth in this area that's being healed right now. That's being healed right now. Receive that. You say, Pastor Nancy, how do I receive it? Say, I receive it. Just with your words, you take it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you for it. Those of you who are watching, that may be describing your need. Right there where you're at, receive that healing power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Pastor Dennis, come up here with words and knowledge about healing. God will give some to you. He has that for you, that flow for you. Um, there's uh, somebody here tonight, maybe more than one somebody. But you're having trouble with, um, I don't know what the diagnosis would be, but it just seems like you, your hands shake a lot. You got a lot of shaking in your nerves, I mm -hmm. guess it would be. Who is that? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Could be in one or both hands. Yeah. Jesus' name. Yeah. Praise thank you, the Father. Lord. Father, we Praise just thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is a healer. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Seems like there's somebody else. You have, you've been diagnosed with some sort of issue. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And I would even include arthritis, any sort of arthritic, arthritic thing in your hands. That's you. Come. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your healing power. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Well, hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus' name. Command all that to go now in Jesus' name. Be healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Command that to go. In the name of Jesus. Now start moving your hands. Start moving your hands. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Every bit of that to go. What's happening with you? Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hand and worship Him. Lift your hands and bless Him. Keep moving your hands. Yeah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
be healed in Jesus' name. Every bit of that to go in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, be healed in the name of Jesus. Now start moving your hands. Start moving your hands. Start doing something you couldn't do before. In Jesus' name, be healed in the name of Jesus. Every bit of that to go. Now start moving your hands. In Jesus' name, I command that to stop. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Now start moving your hands. Jesus' name, be healed in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it. And I rebuke fear in the name of Jesus. Looser every bit of that to go from you in the name of Jesus. We rebuke that spirit of fear. Command you to go in the name of Jesus. Every bit of that to leave. In Jesus' name, be healed in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, start moving your hands. Mom, in Jesus' name, be healed in the name. There it is, in Jesus' name. Start moving your hands, Mom, start moving your hands. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Jesus' name, be healed in the name of Jesus in your hands. Start moving your hands. Jesus' name, be healed in the name of Jesus. Command all that to go in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name, be healed in the name of Jesus. Command all that to go in the name of Jesus. Just say, I receive it in Jesus' name. And start moving your hands. Jesus' name be healed in the name of Jesus. We rebuke any arthritis in there in the name of Jesus. Command that to go now in Jesus' name and for healing to come in the name of Jesus. Now start moving your hands. Jesus' name be healed in your hands, in your body, in the name of Jesus. Command all that to go now in the name of Jesus. Start moving your hands. Jesus' name be healed in Jesus' name. I rebuke arthritis. Loose her. Every bit of that to go in the name of Jesus. Every bit of that to leave. In the name of Jesus, be healed in your body. In Jesus' name. Command arthritis to go from you in Jesus' name. Loose her in the name of Jesus. Say, I receive it. In Jesus' name. What's up with this? Oh, all kinds of stuff. Okay. Oh, you're just not walking good? Uh, mm -hmm. You got something wrong with your legs? Yes. What's wrong with your legs? Uh, it's called diabetic hemiatrophy. So is it connected to diabetes? Type 1 or 2? Type 2. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you're the healer. We rebuke this condition now. Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed in your legs. Be healed in your blood. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Now, I want you to start taking a little step there. Just start taking a little step. Don't hurt yourself. Just keep taking a step. Keep walking. Just walk all over the church. Keep going. Get rid of that cane. Jesus' name. Jesus' name be healed in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Amen. How we doing? I'm great. You're great. Praise God. You're healed in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name be healed in your hands body. I rebuke any arthritis in the name of Jesus. I speak healing to your joints in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus for your power.
something about your inside. In the name of Jesus, be healed in your body. Be healed in that stomach region. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke that and we thank you for your healing power moving upon him now supernaturally in Jesus' name and we thank you for it. Amen, Dad? Amen. How are we doing with your hands? Good. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Pastor Dennis, would you speak to those? Go back here and to that main camera and speak to those watching. Okay. Hallelujah. If you're watching by live stream right now, just lift your hands up. Father, we just thank you right now. Church, let's just agree. With Jesus' name, we take authority over any yes. arthritic condition. We take authority over any sort of rickets or any sort of ticking or moving in the hands. Yes. We rebuke that in Jesus' name. We speak healing over you right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. May that healing anointing, that healing power move on you right now in the name of Jesus. Now get up and start doing something you couldn't do before. Start giving yes. action to what you've received. Absolutely. Just like Pastor yes. Nancy said, give action to that power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Debbie Simons, come up here, whatever God gives you to call out. You know, we've stepped into a season of acceleration. And with acceleration, you know, it's like there's the open door and then there's the adversary. And if there's anyone that's having problems with the mind, you yeah. know, pressure in the mind. The enemy is trying to keep you from going into that door that God is so so greatly opened for you. There's so Miss if there's, Leanne. <laughs> so if there's anybody here that Amen. you've had excessive pressure in your mind, come up and let me oh, yeah, yeah, let yeah. me lay hands on you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'll tell it. I repeat that in Jesus' name. 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 One more.
speak to those watching. For those of you that are watching by live stream, one thing that we must understand is the enemy doesn't want us going forward. And so right now I take authority over the enemy endeavoring to stop you through that constant pressure in the mind. And I rebuke that yes. off of you in Jesus' name. Now receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Help her up. Help her. Miss Leanne, I want to hear something good about you, sister. This little gal was out of a denominational church, so precious. She was in one of my meetings, and tell them about your car wreck, what kind of condition you were in. After my car wreck, the car- Tell them about it. Okay, I was driving to a friend's funeral. I had left after work, and I was going toward Waco on a little two-lane road, and um, and it was a full moon, and it was, it was late, because I'd left after work, and I came around a curve, and there was a deer in the road, and, um, I tried to avoid it. That was a poor choice. And the car flipped over four times. It went about 30 feet in the air. There were marks on the trees. And then it landed. And after I got out, when I finally, when everything happened, um, I had my back was all twisted and, and, and um, I had sciatica and my hips were in the wrong place. And, and um, so it, it wasn't very good. I was walking with a cane and I was always in pain. And, and that friend who was up here with the cane, mm -hmm. she was my massotherapist at the time. So she can tell you my back was not in the right place because mm -hmm. she was working on it. And so Pastor Nancy came to Hobbs to choose life. Hi guys. And, um, uh, <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and I was getting ready to leave because my back was really hurting. You were in day. so much pain. You couldn't sit there. And it was at the first of the service. Yeah, it was. And you had called, you weren't, you were calling for people and you were calling and you were calling. Well, I didn't even called. preach. I got up <laughs> and I said, there's someone here in pain. And you came up. I came walking And you <laughs> looked like you were suffering. I was. And cause I was like, literally when you, I just was like walking kind of down to the front, not as fast as I came down this time because it hurt. And, um, and so I came down, down to the front. And, um, so pastor Nancy, she, she laid hands on me and, and I, I fell out and I hadn't ever really fallen out. I hadn't been going to choose life for very long at that time. And so I hadn't ever really fallen out. I'd seen other people do it. And I was just laying there and you could kind of feel everything going back in the right place, you know? And so I laid there for a while and pastor Nancy kept doing her business. And then I got back up and started to walk away. And she's like, no, wait, come here. And she said, well, can you do something you haven't done before? So I took this leg. I'm not going to do it on this platform because I got on. See, I wear real shoes now because I don't have to have supports in them anymore. And so I could like pull my leg up, you know, and do this kind of, yeah, like this, yeah. like this kind of thing that I couldn't do before. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, and, and I worked, I worked really hard to read all, uh, to read all the books and I, I work really hard to keep, to keep my physical healing and, and pastors Dean and Kathy can attest to yes. this. And, and, um, and so I move around now and I've lost like about 60 or 70 pounds and, um, yeah. And, and pastor Kathy bought me this fabulous outfit so that I could look normal in public instead of what I was wearing. And, and I don't have to wear, so, and I can like, I, you know, I get petty. I look like a real person. It's really cool. Um, <laughs> So, so I brought my, so, so I knew that you, I heard 
it was put on my heart at the end of the July. We had a revival, and I was like, I wonder what Pastor Nancy's doing. I didn't know you were coming to Choose Life at that time. So I said, oh, she's in Georgetown. Well, I went to school in Georgetown. I graduated from Southwestern. And so I said, I want to drive over. And my friend, Erin, she's the one with the cane. She lives in Braunfels. And I was like, she really needs a healing because, oh, my gosh. So, so I came over here. I left Hobbs for the first time in a year and a half. And I drove over here from Hobbs, New Mexico, and I brought Erin so she would get her healing. But then I also want to get my mind in the right place and have a sound disciplined mind, like your book says, which I read last month. And um, I have the mind of Christ, and the mind of Christ is busy. We have video footage of when that happened in that church in Hobbs, New Mexico, and it is astounding to see what the power of God did for her. We rejoice with you, Miss Lee. We love you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. God bless you. How could you not love her? So grateful, and her pastor every once in a while will send me videos of her worshiping God down in the front and dancing all around. And said, there's a miracle lady dancing all around the front. Amen, hallelujah. Jesus, thank you. Thank you so, so much. We are so appreciative of that healing power. Jesus, you're such a wonderful healer. We give you glory and honor and thanks. It's so good to be healed. 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 Hallelujah. Stephen, come up here. Call out, call out what's on your heart. Um, people with uh, joint problems, uh, mm -hmm. your, 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 your knees. I've, I've seen a lot of people, and uh, it's hard for them to get up in the morning for their joints. Mm -hmm. if, if that's you, come, come up. Yeah. Praise Amen. the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I command that power, that anointing to go into your body and healing in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. We declare that you are healed in the name of Jesus. We command your body to come in line yes. with the word of God. And I say that you are healed in Jesus' name. Yes. Ma'am, in the name of Jesus, we take that anointing, put it into your body. And from this night forward, you are healed in Jesus' name. Yes. Father, I thank you for the power of God is working in her body. In the name of Jesus, we command those joints to come in line with the word of God and you are healed in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for the power of God is going into him and I command your joints to come in line with the word of God. We thank you, Father, that your joints are coming into the, the, into the line with the word of God. I command your joints yeah. to be restored and healed in Jesus' name. 
In the name of Jesus, I command your joints to be whole and put back to the way they used to be. No more pain in the name of Jesus. Pastor, Pastor Debbie, in the name of Jesus, I command your joints to be whole in the name of Jesus. That the power of God is going through your joints and from, from tonight you're healed in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the power of God is working in your body. And from tonight, I command your joints to straighten up and to come in line with the word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, that your joints are coming into the line with the word of God. We command your joints to be restored in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, your joints are coming back into line with the word of God, and we command them to be restored in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. We command those joints to be restored in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, your joints are coming back into line with the word of God. I command your joints to be restored in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I command your joints to be restored and whole in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the anointing. We put the anointing into her in the name of Jesus. We command those joints to straighten up. In the name of Jesus, I command your joints to be restored in Jesus' name name and from this night forward every single one of you that I laid hands on you're healed in the name of Jesus hallelujah. hallelujah hallelujah for those watching and anybody watching in the name of Jesus if you can't get up out of bed without hurt or do anything that's the devil trying to kill you slow trying to rob you of life and tonight I declare in Jesus name that you are healed in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Those of you that are watching say, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Those of you that have been ministered to, move around. Do something you couldn't do. Has she been ministered to? Okay. Hallelujah. Pastor Amy, what, what do you have in your heart to call out? Come up here, love. Anyone who's been diagnosed with a sleep disorder. Um, mm -hmm. Now, Pastor Debbie just prayed for somebody who was having trouble with the mind. If you came up for that and that's causing you to not sleep well, you've already been healed. So you're already yes. taken care of. But if you've been diagnosed with a sleep disorder, come on down. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You guys put, your, put your hands out for me. Put your hands out, yeah. Hold the mic for her up to her mouth. Heal, healed. Complete healing in Jesus' name. Healed. Healed. Yes. Receiving. <laughs> Pray. 
those watching. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank yes. you for your healing power. Anyone out there who has a sleep disorder, we command you, yes. your body to straighten up and be healed, be normal, and sweet, sweet sleep in Jesus' yes. name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, we do glorify you, and we say thank you. We say thank you, thank you, thank you. We magnify you. Hallelujah. How many of you say it's so good to be healed? It's so good to be healed. Hallelujah. As you're driving home, it's so good to be healed. As you're getting ready for bed, it's so good to be healed. When you wake up in the morning, it's so good to be healed. Amen. You say, Pastor Nancy, I don't feel any different. That's why you say it. Amen. It's so good to be healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, you don't want to miss in the morning, Brother Joel, Pastor Amy Siegel, a great blessing, and that's at 10 a.m. But turn to somebody before you're dismissed tonight and say, Jesus is such a wonderful healer, and you can be dismissed. God bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.